What's up, everybody? This is the Kingdom Builders Podcast, and I'm Jason. Next to me is my lovely wife, Kimberly. Wife. Wife. Kimberly. Yeah. Kimberly Villanueva. <laughs> Welcome. It's so weird. It's so weird <laughs> to talk like this on the podcast. I am Kim. This is Kim. And then across from me is the wonderful, lovely... What's your name? My name is Christine May Smith. I just want to make sure you knew. He doesn't remember my name. False. I'm the sister-in-law. This should be important. I'm just inclined to call you something else that usually lands me a gut punch. That's true. He does that. So I'd rather I, her I say her name. I do punch him so in the gut from she time does. to time. Yeah, so it's good always stuff. fun it's his when choice. the spit then flies out of your mouth <laughs> after you get punched in the gut. Uh-huh. Those are the fun ones. The, yeah. yeah. At least his ear doesn't get happens. bitten off. That's good. <clears throat> Right, so here we are, Kingdom Builders <laughs> Podcast. This is the this is our June episode, right? July. We're in July now. We are in we July. Are in July. We are halfway, just about through the year. It's my birthday month. It is. It is. Yep. So I'm getting old, but I'm not going to mention how old. Right. I will. No. <laughs> She's so. three years older than I am, and her birthday is on the 27th of July. If you want to just say happy birthday to her, or. Just think about her or engage in the Lord and release blessings yeah, over her that, that day. Do that. <laughs> That'd make me happy. You're funny. Uh, yeah, July Q&A episode. And so... What does Q&A stand for? Uh, Quebec and Antwerp. What's Antwerp? Antwerp is a place in uh, Antwerp is UK. what happens when somebody asks something and then you tell them what you think about it. You Antwerp them. I don't understand that joke. Wow. Oh, like answer? Right. Because the Q&A is typically questions and answers. Antwerps. <laughs> See, now you get it. He it's laughed, silly. too. He thinks he's dumb, it but he's laughing. It barely makes any sense. <laughs> questions and answers. And so we have people who send in questions, and we just work the list. So our last episode, we got through, what, seven or eight of them? Because we had about 10. No way. Yeah. We we powered through, didn't we? Or no? no. Have we been working this list like for some three. time? No, actually, we got through five. Oh, okay. <sighs> so, yeah, medium. we've taken a list of 10, and we've answered them over the course of three episodes. But we only have two questions right now, and so we're going to... We're going to knock no, those out. I don't know no, where no, this no, math no, comes no. from. No, you no. said we have two questions left. We had left. ten questions last time, and we got through five of them. But we've had many questions in the past. We have had many questions in the past, and we did not have ten last time. This is where the math is off. Oh, you said ten. I did you not say ten. Left. I did say we have two left. Right. But we Who started we with had ten? Jason did. Jason. I thought we had ten. Right, and this is why the math doesn't work. If we got through five... And we have two left. Then we how many did we start? seven questions. Ding, ding, ding. We should talk Freaking talk about how deception can math. creep in. <laughs> right. <laughs> Through false information. So we have two questions. <laughs> and we're going to try to answer those. And then we may go into a bonus question that we get to ask. Or a bonus conversation because you get to just listen to us converse with each other. It's fun, Indeed. you guys. It is fun. Didn't you listen like to it. the first minute and a half of this episode already? I know. You've been so enlightened. This is the kingdom of God coming into your ears right now. <laughs> oh, goodness. How yep. people like Wonderful. us. <laughs> they do. They're fine. Actually, you know what Christopher said? I've been listening to the Kingdom Builders podcast, and it's really good. <gasps> he has? He has. We wow. have a listener, Christopher. Ad, ad listener. <laughs> hey, here's a shout out to Christopher Serna. Thanks for right. listening. <clears throat> we love you, buddy. Is this our version of the past the salt? 
segment? Uh, I don't know. No, but because we, we don't, don't talk about past, past assaults. assaults. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need a, a little jingle either. We don't. We don't keep records of our. <laughs> we talk about the. I person. like the jingle. I listen to their podcast. What's up, What's salty up? dogs? I'm mm-hmm. giving them a shout out, y'all. If you. Listen to our podcast. You definitely should listen to Salty Dog's Christian podcast. I appreciate that. It's pretty cool. You should definitely rate and review. <laughs> Give us five stars on Apple. Five, five stars on iTunes. Okay, so let's get back to Do the it. Kingdom Builders podcast. Yeah. I was going to say something funny. No, okay. Okay. no more funny no more questions. An, no more Antwerps. <laughs> All right, so now let's start with the first question. Now, this is an interesting question because people have to know where they're coming from before it's really answered. So this person asked, how do I know if I'm in the right court of heaven? Anyone want to give a brief? We did this last time. We did? We did. Because, yes, because I specifically remember speaking first and saying, if you are led by Jesus, that is the only way to get into the right place in heaven. Right. It's wherever he takes you is the right place you should be, no? Okay, well, let's look at the last question, and yeah. hopefully we didn't answer it. Well, question that nine of ten. was a condescending answer, but yeah, definitely just let the Lord lead you, and if he says, here you are in this court, well, then you say, thank you for bringing me to the proper court, Lord. I agree. Well, and also, you have to make sure you're led by Jesus, not by yourself or by something else, and then wind up in some counterfeit court, because that can happen, too. It's true. So then answer that question, how do you know you... Don't end up in a counterfeit court. If you're with Jesus. If you're with Jesus. If you're in a counterfeit court, you won't see Jesus. And the enemy will be able to do things to you. Like beat you Uh, over the head. You know? Yeah. You know, but you can even go with Jesus to the correct court, but still be engaging with your soul instead of the spirit. And I know that may sound silly, but it's happened to me before. Where... um, Actually, it wasn't with me, but it was someone who was with me who, um, it was three of us who were engaging together in the courts of heaven, and we were led to the court of kings to do legislation, but there was someone there who was engaging with their soul instead of their spirit, and so instead of receiving from the Lord what he wanted his law to be, they decided what their law should be, Um. and that is not how it works in heaven. You don't get to make up laws if you are anyone but the Father. So the Father makes up the law, and it comes to you, and it may even release through you by you writing it, but it is always him who is the one making them. And so, anyway, just putting that out there. Good. Awesome. Next question. Ten of ten. No, this is number seven (laughs) of ten. Seven of seven. Oh, wait. Is it 10 uh-huh. of 7? Wait. What this is, is number that? 10 of 7. It's the ten of, overachievers. It's the 10 of 7s. Okay. So, what does it mean when Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life? All right. I think that's a great question. It means question. that no one comes to the Father <laughs> except through him. He's the way. Right? He's, so, yeah, he's the only way that you can get to the Father. He's the only truth from the Father, right? No? Yes. Yes. Right. And he is a life. And what I've learned just even in the past few years, you know, he says, I am the life. And he is like literally the tree of life. 
he is what it goes back to the beginning of creation. Like he is then this um, recreation of the tree of life and we can only get life through him. It's true. I think another thing that like, uh, you know, it says I am the way I do believe that when someone asks the question, how do I go here in heaven? I hear these sort of things every day. That's why I'm saying that. How do I go to this place? How do I um, know if I should go here? Whatever. Well, Jesus is the way. And so he is the one who leads the way, is the path. And so really when it's saying there's no way to the Father except through him, that's, that's a truth that we have to not only say in relation to other religions or whatever like that, um, because a lot of people do say, well, if the Muslims worship the same Father, the same God, then how come they you know, aren't in heaven or something like that. It's because Jesus is the way, right? He's the only way to the Father. If they don't go through Yeshua, then there's no way to do that. But um, it's also when we're in our normal walk, when we don't know where to go and we don't know what to do, He is the way. So we follow Him no matter what He does. Right. So we don't go, well, since I don't know, I guess I'll just be a pastor because that would be good for God. We can go... No, we just follow Jesus, even if it's step by step, and then he'll lead the way. He'll lead us down the right path. That's what I kind of think of when it comes to that. I have a couple things I was thinking about. Um, So Jesus talks about being the gate. He says, I'm the gate. Um, And he talks about entering through him. So he's the way into the sheepfold. He's, um, yeah, he's the way into being a part of his flock, and he's the good shepherd. But then he talks about the thief or, or I can't remember exactly what he says, but basically he says they enter another way, right? They essentially jump the fence right. or come in through the back, right? And he says they're they're not really of the sheep pen. They're not really of the fold. And so he's saying, yeah, in order to become one of my children, one of my sheep, um, you have to come through me. I'm the gate. I'm, I'm the one that you walk through. Um, it also reminds me of even the, um, of the, the old temple. So there were all these different things that had to happen in order for the priest to enter into the temple to mm-hmm. get into the Holy of Holies. And Jesus was represented by every object and item that you that the priest would have encountered along the way. So there would have been the altar. Uh, there would have been the basin where they cleanse, clean themselves. There would be the inner court then where they would – there was the showbread and there was the menorah and there was all that stuff. And then you get through the veil into the Holy of Holies. And so Jesus is actually – he, he is the fulfillment of all of those things in order to enter into the Holy of Holies. And that's where in the Old Testament they would commune with the Father and receive forgiveness of sins and intercede on behalf of the Israelites for forgiveness of sins. And so Jesus is that way as well. Um, again, just, I guess, adding more scripture background to Jesus being the way to the Father. Uh, the other thing is, and, and let's maybe just talk about this. So Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth. And so is it is it safe to say that truth is a person, not a piece of information? Information can be true, right? Mm. What do you think? Well, if he says he is that, people say <coughs> love is a person. 
Right. I think it's the same thing we're trying. I don't know. That's confusing to me. That's okay. It's a, it's a semantics thing. I think it's just a language Mm -hmm. uh, because we're speaking in English, first of all, not in Greek. Um, so I don't know. I guess I don't know really. Falafel. Falafel. <laughs> Boy, I just falafel. No, I'm speaking in Greek. You guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, but I don't know. I guess would I say, hey, truth? No. I wouldn't really do that to Jesus. Um, but I do think that everything he embodies is the truth of mm-hmm. the Father. Right. And I think that when he was... This is me just thinking okay sure. so uh, it's not like i have proof for this but i i think that probably when he was communicating that he was saying i am the real picture right of the father yes not all of the talmud and all these things that you have been taught mm-hmm. um but i'm the truth and so it's basically saying look at me if you want to look at the father Right. That's what I guess I I think he was communicating at that time. It was, um, you guys are all confused about what the truth is. What do we do on a Sabbath? What can we not do? Can we heal? Can we not heal? Should we be with these people? Should we not be with these people? And he's saying, just look at me. I'm the truth. You know, there's no way to the Father except through me. I think each of those statements that he made was about looking to the Father. Watch Mm -hmm. me and I'll lead and guide you into all truth. Mm Mm-hmm. So then I want to continue then talking about the third part. Um, I'm the life. Mm -hmm. And so I want to talk about, um, I was saying he is the tree of life, right? Um, And what was the tree of life in Genesis? Are you asking? Yeah, somebody answer. (laughs) Okay. Interaction. Uh, Well, I know what the tree of... I'm just going to say, I know what the tree of life is eternally um, because I engage it every day. And I would also say my experience has not been that Jesus is the tree of life. I know, shocker, we just disagreed on something. But um, my experience is that the Father is the tree of life, that Yahweh is. And Jesus takes me to the tree of life and in him we engage with the Father in the tree of life. And so the being of the Father is literally all that makes up the tree of life. That's my experience. Just saying. That's <laughs> what she just said to me. She goes, yeah, you guys can't see this shoulder raise. Yeah. I don't know. So you go on about what is the tree of life in Genesis. I, I mean, basically... Well, I just want to talk about <clears throat> even... If we look at Jesus as the tree of life, because he says, I am the life, right? Mm -hmm. And when Adam and Eve would eat of the tree of life, they received life from the Father, Mm -hmm. right? Which is the same as if we eat from Jesus. I'm sorry, I have something in my throat. If we eat from Jesus Mm -hmm. and what he gives us, we are connected to the Father, right? Right. It gives us life through the Father. Um, Versus eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, mm-hmm. right? And so when, so in the Garden of Eden, that was what they had. They had these two, you don't, you eat from this and you don't eat from that. And then they did eat from that and then we all know there's the fault. But when Jesus came, he came and he said, I am the life, 
mm-hmm. right? And then mm. no longer are we slaves to the law, mm-hmm. right? We're no longer held to that standard. We're held to this standard of life, which is this is this is just the revelation that he gave me about it and that he is embodied the tree of life. So no longer are people having to go to the scriptures to find the father, right? So he is the way he is the life, right? He's the one who gets you there. Just like eating of the tree of life in the garden would get you with the father. Mm -hmm. Right. And so this is what that big shift was. Um, but I don't know that the body has figured this out yet. You know what I mean? Like, there's still this tree of knowledge of good and evil, and we're all living by it. Even Jesus said, you search the scriptures because in them you think you'll find life. Life, right? Mm -hmm. And then what does he say? What does he say, Kim? Jason's the scripture quoter. I know. Chris knows this one, too. Can you just quote because it for me, Because you think please? in them you find life, yet they, the scriptures testify of me and you refuse to come to me to have life. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 And so in regard to I am the life, he says so clearly. And he says you, you can't find it in this knowledge of me, like seeking this knowledge about it. He says you find it in me and it's completely different than knowing about me. Right. It's experiential knowledge. Right. Yeah, I I think in in the way to embody that is like, or to, to give an example is, um, that not everybody encounters the Lord in this way. But we look at Saul on the road uh, to Damascus. Damascus, <clears throat> Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus, and anyways, he has this experience with the Lord. He hears a voice, and he sees a flash of light, and then he like falls to the ground and the Lord speaks to him and he has this crazy experience. And then next thing you know, he's, he's transformed forever, right? He knows Christ. And then he gets, he's in relationship with him. So he has all this crazy revelation that happens, right? God reveals mysteries to him, that kind of thing. Paul pleads with the Lord three times that takes the thorn out of his side. And Jesus responds and says, my grace is sufficient for you. So he has this relationship with him, but it's interesting because, um, so I talked a lot about this recently, but Jesus says, man will not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so Rhema is also life. And so the words that the father speaks are life. And Jesus was the personification of the word of God. So Jesus is essentially the father speaking to the world and coming and revealing who he is. And so that word personified made flesh brings life. So man will not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Um, So we know that scripture, when scripture speaks of itself, it calls itself scripture. It never calls itself the word of God. There are different places where we see the phrase word of God, but in one, in one instance it means logos and then another, it means rhema. And so there's certain things, certain word that brings life. And then there's certain word that is, is indicative of Christ and who he is and all of the truth of who Jesus is. And so anyways, I think it, I think it, there's a a lot of different ways to maybe look at that because there are different, 
different things that talk about life in the scripture. And one of them is that rhema. And so that's that relationship where you hear, you hear from God, you, you're going to be alive because that's what he does, right? He brings dead things to life. I said something on a podcast last night and I guess I maybe wonder what you guys think about it, but I was talking about Rama word and I said, you know, I think that's what, I think that's what Jesus spoke to Lazarus when he came forth. I think he spoke Rama word. It's that word that brings forth life because what else would it have been? Right. Right. It's the commanding voice of God calling forth life out of something that was dead. And that's what Rhema Word does, mm-hmm. I believe. So do you believe that Rhema Word can come out of another person? That's what I was just going to ask. I would say so. Well, that's a good question. It is so. I'll tell you why I think that. Oh, okay, go. Okay, because even just Because I thought about it. <laughs> well, I couldn't help but think <laughs> about it when you were talking about, about Lazarus, right? Right. Uh-huh. Because you're, he said Lazarus. <laughs> oh, yes. Lazarus come I forth. I see where you're going with it. And so he was speaking the word of God right. into that. He was mm-hmm. speaking life uh-huh. to him to bring him forth. And we can do the same thing. Right. Uh, just, of course, everything that Jesus does, we can do. We can actually be in Jesus and doing exactly yeah. what he yeah. did. Well. Doing everything with him. So with him. here's the scripture for it. The power of life and death is in our mm-hmm. words. Is in the tongue, right? And so if we speak words of life are we speaking rhema i think we certainly could be i think we could be i think um, maybe Where, yes is the i would right say word. yes i would say yes i would say especially concept. if you are i'm just going to be the person who beats the dead horse but um especially if you're sourcing from the tree of life and not from the tree of knowledge of good and evil <laughs> right no, but this is this is important because yeah, yeah, think yeah. about this. There are people, okay, people say this all the time, speak life, not death, and power of life, and, you know, all this. Sure. We know that. But people have a tendency to replace life with positivity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And though I think all life is positive, um, I don't think all positive is life. And so I think that, um, for instance, if I say no... My fingers look good. <laughs> it's not necessarily true. It's a nice thought. But if I am speaking from God and I'm actually speaking those words and bringing life to my fingers that they look good, then they will look good because it is his life that is bringing that out mm-hmm. of our tongue. And so we, right. I think that <clears throat> there's a difference between speaking positively and speaking life that is that rhema word that comes right. from God. Because we can speak a lot of good things without it being what God is saying. It's true. And it has mm-hmm. to do with being connected to the heart of the Father. And we know that Jesus came fully focused on only doing what the Father says, or yeah, only doing what the Father's doing mm-hmm. and only saying what the Father's saying. So if he's saying what God is saying, he's speaking a ramble word. Right. right. And so if he says Lazarus come forth, mm-hmm. he only said that because the Father said that. Right. And so then he's speaking Rama. So in our relationship with the Father, um, we can prophesy, which essentially means we are hearing what he wants to say and do, and then we speak that forth. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the only words that will ever bring life if they're right. from God. Right. They can't right. be from us. Right. 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 Are you speaking what is good? Or are you speaking what is life? 
Are you, you know? speaking what is from the tree of good? I know you think I'm being redundant, but it's I'm, a real difference. There, being, there really is a big difference a in that. I know, but it, it really is. And I know I was saying I was beating a dead horse, but it just is continuing to come back to this because you can say good things all day, but that doesn't mean there's life in them. Unless you're sourcing directly from Jesus, who is sourcing directly from the Father and who connects you to the Father, there can be no life in your words. Mm-hmm. Right. So how important then is it to... Just in everyday life, like even in your marriage and with your children and with those around you, to always be in constant connection with the heart of God and only saying what he's saying to say. Mm -hmm. Because if you speak from your flesh, you're speaking death. Mm -hmm. A mindset on the flesh is death. Death. A mindset on the spirit is life (laughs) and peace. Mufasa. (laughs) Right? So I I could prophesy to my wife even on a daily basis if I... We're connecting to the Father and say, what do you want to say to her today? I could just speak life over all day. I'm sorry that I don't. We should start. We should start. <laughs> but, right? Yeah. I mean, what? Because we've talked about this before. How do you... I, I think maybe we talked about this or we talked about it on a on another podcast. But we were talking about how do you, like, approach people who who are in sin or, you know, whatever it is. And we, we talked about, like, it has to be spirit prompted. Mm-hmm. And you have to say what the Father's saying or else it's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. And so we can approach people and when we speak to them, we don't, we speak to their identity, right? Like who they are. You talk, okay. You talked about this in a marriage group about Dustin. So you go and engage and you see Dustin the way the father sees Dustin. And then you just go and speak that over him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's because if you said over thing. him, the things you want to say over him, it wouldn't bring life. Right. And that's, <laughs> I think most of us are like this. We have a tendency to act out in our flesh. Um, because we're looking with physical eyes right. and we're looking with this, what do I see now in the natural mm-hmm. instead of having this vision that we're looking in the heavens and saying, what do I see here? Because in the heavens, it's outside of time. So you'll see their eternal image. You'll see people for who they truly are. And it's easy to speak to who they truly are if you're seeing them. But if all you can do is speak of who they used to be or who they are today, then you're obviously not seeing from the eyes of the Lord. And you have to ask every day to see through his eyes. And if you speak to that, you're acknowledging it, speaking it forth, which means you've just agreed with it and you've given it more power. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what happens when you give him more power? What? You start building the kingdom. Kingdom builders. <laughs> Depends on which kingdom you're building. That's what we were talking about, yeah. <laughs> I meant like through, I was thinking about like the negative things. Oh, I was thinking about Chris saying you go and you see what is there and you speak it out mm-hmm. in the heavens. <clears throat> I think both. I mean, so if we're doing that, what Kim, you said about speaking things out in the heavens, even speaking to them in the natural, natural over right. what is in the heavens, mm-hmm. either way, then you are building the kingdom of God. But if you are speaking over them the things that you want to say, um, that you want them to feel, I mean, because obviously most of the time when we say that stuff, we're looking for them to feel like crap. Right. I mean, most of the time. I'm just going to say, right. not all the time, but generally you're like, you never do this, something like that. Yeah. All you're trying to do is make yourself feel better and for them to feel bad, so you're trying to build your own kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that obviously will always crumble. And so we have to shift everything to building the kingdom of God, which can be hard as humans to get away from trying to build our own kingdom. 
Because we're taught, well, what do you want to do with your life? What do you want to be when you grow up? You know, all these things you think about. How can I do this? How can I make more money? How can I get smarter? What am I going to do to do this? How can I pick the right spouse? Let me make a list. And then you just go over (laughs) all of these things that you're trying to build your own kingdom, right? And then God says to you one day, okay, here's for me. Dustin, I love you. If you're listening to this note, I love you more than you can ever imagine. But on my list, I had that someone who I married had to be good at grammar. And <laughs> then Dustin came along, who was the perfect guy for me. And God said, he's the one. And I said, but he's not good at grammar. <laughs> and God said to me, that's a problem with you. Ooh. And I was just like, oh, I suck. If I think that being good at grammar is something that makes a good husband, then there's something majorly wrong with me. I'm trying to build my own kingdom, and I'm not trying to build his. Because who God made Dustin to be is perfect for me. Even everybody is not a perfect person. I'm not saying that my husband is perfect. I'm saying he's perfect for me because God made him for me, and he made me for him. And so even with our flaws, we're perfect for one another Mm -hmm. because... I am good at grammar, so I right. can help him with his grammar. You know, and there are things like that that are good. It's yeah, it, in my prayer as I was asking the Lord, do I marry Kim? <clears throat> I didn't even really ask. Yeah, it's interesting because I didn't, it's not like I said, God, do I marry Kim? And he said, yes, marry Kim. What did it was, as I was talking to the Lord about it, I I feel like he prompted me to say, I would be foolish to think that I could create a better scenario like <laughs> and 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 find a better person essentially. And uh and that's just what he showed me. Like I've I have done this and you would be foolish to think that you could create a better thing. Wow. Right? And so that's what it was. Oh, that's so cool. God really loves you. He loves me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jason yeah. does too. And so your list was <laughs> slightly shorter Slightly muscular, <laughs> with a dad bod, Hispanic, balding, scruffy, high bearded, Jesus lover. What's a high beard? High bearded. He likes to grow his beard up to the bottoms of his eyelids. <laughs> no, That's a high beard. No. He does. He's like, but it grows up there. That's where I like it to be. Because then I only have to shave like a couple centimeters of my face. But she's like, no, I want it all perfectly lined out like a. I have never, I have never said that I want it perfectly lined Mow out. your face like you I mow the lawn. I just want it lower than your nose. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> then I have to have like perfect lines, and it's a high beard. It's a whole thing. Okay, high bearded, slightly short, muscular, shorter, slightly muscular, dad botted, dad botted, brown skinned, grammar too, obviously, <laughs> dad botted. Oh yeah. goodness! Well then, speak life, eh? Yeah, <laughs> hey, it's good stuff. You guys got anything else? Mm, nope. I got I got nothing else. I have nothing else either. We can call it. You guys. Okay. Just Chris boom. is ready to talk. Here's what I think Just happened. Just bring something up and we'll talk hey, about you it. you can bring it up. Here's what happened. We answered two questions. And then I feel like we had really good, valuable discussion about life and words. I felt like that was like bonus in itself. We ought to just cut it and release it next month and make them wait. <laughs> You're hilarious. What do you want to talk about, Chris? Hilarious. Hair layer. I don't want to talk about hair. Me neither. 
No, okay, here's here's what I think I would like to talk about. Um, I had someone who might be sitting at this table hmm. say something about governing their business. Right. From the heavenly realm. Yes, let's talk about that. And so I th- It wasn't me. I, no, it was Jason. <laughs> He's raising his hand up to his high beard. And <laughs> <laughs> my brown High bearded hand. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Um, hey, Salty Dogs. My new name is Captain Highbeard. Okay. <laughs> We're not on Salty Dogs. We're on okay, Kingdom anyway, Builders. Sorry. His name is Jason. He's not on a ship right now. <laughs> anyway, so you were talking about how do I govern my business from the heavenly realms? And I think that that is such a good question that most people would love to know because most people go, yeah, I want my business to flourish. Of course I do. Or even my job. It's not always just my business. Right, right. Some people just want their job to flourish. Well, I think that there are two different things. First of all, if it's your own business, have you sought the Lord for a blueprint? Because that's important. Um, and if you govern things, what? Anyway. Kim says she has. Okay. So if you do, you need to govern things with kingdom order. Which kingdom order? We know that there's a bench of three and then a bench of seven, all of these things. And so you have to figure out what does my blueprint look like? God, what is it that you want me to do in my business? And you might be like, well, duh, graphic design or whatever. I'm making that up. I know that's not really yours. But anyway, kind of. Um <laughs> So, graphic design. Say you're a graphic designer. You're like, well, I it's me and me alone, and I'm doing graphic design. That's what I'm doing. Well, then you have to go, God, okay, what do you want for my business? What areas am I supposed to focus in? Am I supposed to focus only on commercial stuff or, you know, whatever it is? There's so many different areas of graphic design. So, what areas are you wanting me to focus on? And it might be something different than you think. It might be that he goes, well... One area I want you to focus on is finance. One area I want you to focus on is advertising. You know, and you might have all these different areas that the Lord shows you. And some of them you may not be good at. So then you're going to have to think of, okay, who do I think might be called to come alongside me in my business? Whether they're paid or not. Maybe it's my wife and my wife is supposed to come alongside because she's really great at this part. You know, something like that. And just be able to govern from that way. And when you govern, you don't just set up order. That's not all that it takes. It takes really seeking God from the heavenly realms about what do you want to happen today. Every day should be a day that you look over your mountain and you go, a mountain is an area of influence in your life. Um... In the heavenly realms. And so you look over and you say, whoa, wait, where did all this demonic attack come from? And then you go, let me see if I can cut that off. And then you with Jesus go and he goes, "Uh, no, actually, they're still staying there. That means you need to go to the courts of heaven to deal with some sort of um, open door that you have in your life that's allowing the enemy to attack in that area. Almost every business deals with this. Um, Most people go, man... I have this girl who just is destroying everything I do in my business or whatever. And so that can be easily taken care of if we just govern from the heavenly realms by saying, what's going on? How can I take care of it? Or you're like, man, I just really need finances for new equipment. 
then what you need to do is say, Jesus, is there somewhere, could I go to the treasury room maybe, or do we have finances that we can release over this? And then just release finances over your life in that area, over your business. You know, um, you can even, one thing that I do is, is I, uh, I, actually send out this blue light that calls people to me who need to be with me. And then I make sure that the angels keep everyone who's not supposed to be with me away. Um, Because there are people who you go, wait, don't I want everyone to buy from me? Well, not necessarily. You might have people who will destroy your business or who really don't even need it and are just trying to be nice. I mean, you, you need to be able to be discerning in that way, but the Lord can help you with that and angels can do that too. So anyway... That's my two cents. Kim, adding anything? I have a question for you. She's hiding from the microphone. I was. (laughs) My question is, since this is a QA, and a please give me your Antwerp. Quebec and Antwerp. (laughs) My question is, if you go to the Court of Strategies and you get a blueprint from the Lord... Mm -hmm for all of this and you have these seven areas of influence that you're supposed to focus on or whatever, can any of those ever go away? The areas of influence? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say yes. Uh, Because I know that it does in a person's personal life, so I'm sure it can in a blueprint of a business. Because I've seen mountains be just taken out, totally crumbled. Right, because this is what's happened for me, is I've gotten blueprints, even just recently I've gotten these blueprints, and I know that one part of this strategy that I was given to make this whole thing happen, which is one of the areas that I know that I have to focus on, Mm -hmm. um, eventually it won't be there anymore, Mm -hmm. because it will have been outworked and completed, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. That's pretty normal. Have you seen that in yours? In my business? Yes. Mm. Well, not really with the mountains of influence in my business, but I have seen it with um, people who are on the benches. Mm -hmm. And so that changes. Right. And so, um, I don't know, but I know that it can. And I know especially... Like for me, the Lord has shown me even, I have a business mountain and I have seven different mountains that are supposed to be the different streams of income. Mm -hmm. And so um, not all of them are active, although I am very close right now um, to all seven being active. But oftentimes what he does is he shows you ones that are active and then ones that are not active. Mm -hmm. And so some of that changes if one is active and one is not active. And Uh, I'm sure it can be flattened, but right now that's not how it is with me. Mm -hmm. They haven't been flattened. But if God says, nope, you're not supposed to do that anymore, it's going to disappear. That's just how it is. And he can level something, and it can be a good leveling or it could be a bad leveling. (laughs) You know, it's always he's the one who decides. But, you know, when (laughs) it's funny because um, we really can get rid of mountains in especially this is an interesting thing that I helped someone govern their mountain, their business mountain at one point. And, um, they had competition that was non-Christian competition in mm-hmm. their business. And that non-Christian competition was trying to destroy their business. And 
So we governed from the heavenly realms, and what ended up happening was their mountain was literally thrown into the sea, and it was destroyed. Um, now, that's not something I'm not saying, hey, go destroy other people's mountains. It's kind of like a Minecraft and Soren would cry. But that's like the <laughs> same sort of thing. You don't want to just destroy something unless the Lord is showing you that that's what needs to happen. Because sometimes the enemy right. can come and try to destroy something and we say, actually, no, you're being destroyed at this point. And so we can see things like that happen as well. And I thought that that was really interesting because before that point, I had never seen a mountain in the heavenly realms that was ruled by um, a non-believer. Um, and then I started seeing that non-believers are in that first realm of heaven, in the kingdom of God. They are there just like demons are there. And so you can see non-Christians who look like zombies. They just look like they're dead and not really functioning. And so that's what they look like. And it's really interesting because I'd never seen that sort of thing before. And I had never considered that you would see a non-Christian in the heavenly realms, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but you can. So anyway, I don't know if that even answered what you were asking. Mm, kind of got off. Kind of, kind of not because, <laughs> well, because you're talking about going and destroying a mountain or getting rid of a mountain. But what I'm talking about is specific strategy that he's given. Mm-hmm. Here are these different things that you do in this strategy when some of them just from the get-go or temporary and he's made that clear it's obvious that it's that it's temporary mm-hmm. and it's not that it's going to be something that's destroyed it is just something that will go away and so i imagine uh, that's true because the lord did show me not too long ago that every blueprint is living and active and so it's not what i think of as a blueprint that's like mm, kind of permanent drawn right it can um, regenerate and stuff yeah kind of like so, in your body how cells will die off but new right. ones will will grow right and so i guess that has mm-hmm. to be true what you're saying yeah i yeah. so that mountain that you saw crumble did their business actually go away and in, in life mm-hmm. interesting it did yeah the law came after them and then they <laughs> went away <laughs> the law it brings death, death. To your business. <laughs> can. It can if you're not having life in your business. Mm. Right. Mm. Yeah. So, so I, did that answer I, your questions about governing uh, your business? Kind of. Heaven? You, you did mention benches. So do you have a bench of three and a bench of seven over your business? Mm-hmm. So you've invited people to do mm-hmm. that? Yep. Interesting. And oddly, it's not always people that you think. So sometimes, like when I first started... Um, the most active one on, on mine is Zervita. That's my most active mountain. Mm-hmm. And there are people who I've invited to come and govern with me and then others who I haven't. And um, it doesn't always have to do with how far up they are in the company or anything like that. It has to do with their spiritual maturity. So you mm-hmm. could have someone who's like, barely doing anything but they're called to govern in a big way from the heavens you know Mm -hmm. and so yeah i do think that's important and it's very different than how most people run their businesses and so especially with like where i'm at it's network marketing and so we're taught how to run our business right Mm -hmm. um but when god says actually this is how you're supposed to run your business. You have to go a little countercultural, and it won't always look like everyone else's. And so that can be hard. And there can be restructuring even in that, you know. Um, 
because I believe another bench of three is supposed to form, but I, you know, they have to be interested and called to do the same thing. Right. So, yeah. Anyway. Kim smiling at me because she probably knows. She smiles at you more than she smiles at me. It's because we have this there's There's a language. Yep. Mm. That's being spoken without words. Mm-hmm. Kim's going, that's me. I know. I already know you're talking about me. Stop talking Whatever. about me right in front of my face. <laughs> it's true. It happened. Stop talking about me in front of my mic in front of my face. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, governing your business from heaven. Sweet deal. Good stuff. If you have questions for the podcast, go to kingdombuilders.thesourcewichita.com. And I think there's a contact form, and you can ask us a question there. Or you can email me directly. No, that's the way to do it. That, that is the way to do it. That's the best way to do it. I believe it's the only way to do it, actually. Yes. Kimba. No. We're not talking about Lion King again. <laughs> it is Kim. It's like Kimberly, but leave out the early. <laughs> at thesourcewichita.com. So K-I-M-B at the... Source Wichita W I C H I T A. Thank you. You know, before I moved to Wichita, I thought it was W I T C H. I know. You know I what? Know. My husband just put that on a form the other People day. People think that. And I said, no. We are not witches here. No, Could you please we're just. We're more like sandwiches. <laughs> it's Sandwichita. Right. Sandwichita. Wichita craft. <laughs> the okay. pizza capital of the world. Because okay. Pizza Hut. It was born the, here. the Pizza Hut capital. But, it, but of the world. it's sandwich, huh? I'm just saying that's how you spell it. You crisis. spell it like a sandwich, not like a witch in witchcraft. True that. Correct. So yes, or and witch hazel. hey, hey, if you want to be on the podcast with us, then you can go to kingdombuilders.thesourcewichita.com and sign up for a tier two or above, um, which is our monthly giving where we resource the body, and that's one way that you can get on. Which would be awesome the podcast because we would love to have other people join us. It's fun. We would, but you know what's interesting is that the majority of our Supporters are in South Africa, and so they're asleep right now. Yeah, that's not very helpful. Well, we, we do think they are South helpful. Africans, though. So let's much. just say, so Africans. They're the best. I love them. You know what? I had some of them on my class today. We're, I'm not very good at wrapping up things, just so you know. I'm Why don't you a give, some, give them a shout out? Who are you talking about? Oh, we had a Tisha. We had a Wika. We had. Um, 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 oh, what's her name? Lena is. Um, mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I'm forgetting. Spot. Yep. Sorry. Anne Marie's mom. So Anne Marie was there. Actually, I'm not sure if it's Anne Marie's mom or mother in law. I tried to figure that out and I forgot. But anyway, they were all on. Um, I don't remember who else, but I think there was another South African too. That was fun. Maybe we should do our next podcast on a Saturday in the morning so that our South African friends could join. That would be fun. We also have Just other friends, too. I don't know if you guys know, but we have a bunch of people from Africa who follow us and who are part of our classes and groups and stuff like that, which is cool. We I should totally do that. We had a guy named Moses on today. He is pretty fun. He always calls me mama. <laughs> he calls me mama Christine. 
Um, but he is from, he's actually from South Sudan, but he lives in Nigeria right now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's fun to connect with all these people from the other side of the globe. Yes, yeah, so stay tuned. Maybe we'll have another time slot next time so that we can include some of our other people who are current kingdom builders mm-hmm. and people in our hemisphere too. Yeah. Indeed you do. All right, cool. There well, it is, folks. The podcast is over. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Bye.